This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. I'm Tan Chung Han, and with me is Joyce Go. Now, today, the first phase of the Suri Incentive Program, also known as iSuri, uh, that will be kicking off. Uh, now, previously announced by the Women, Family and Community Development Minister, Dato Sri Dr. Wan Aziza Wan Ismail, this iSuri program will see the government contributing 40 ringgit monthly to over 350,000 housewives, all registered under the eKase database. Uh, now, this is uh, as long as the members themselves uh, contribute uh, a minimum of five ringgit per month. So this EPF contribution for housewives, that is one of the 10 pledges made by Pakatan Harapan that uh, was to be implemented within its first 100 days in government, and which they now have done. So now on the line, we have Yu Ren Chong, an advocacy manager for the Women's Aid Organization, to weigh in on this uh, issue. Good morning, and thank you so much for taking our call, Ren Chong. So I want to begin with your initial thoughts on this iSuri program. Hi, good morning, uh, Joyce and Han. The program overall, I think, uh, is positive. Uh, definitely, it's a, it's a positive mood, uh, um, move. I think we can look at it uh, in two ways. Um, the first is a welfare uh, component, I think, especially in the first phase where it's uh, targeted at um, housewives registered in the eCASI system. So, uh, it, essentially, it's, uh, it's a cash transfer to these housewives, and, and it's more than that, it's a, a cash transfer, but also a means to help these housewives uh, invest and save uh, for, the, for the future. So in that sense, uh, uh, it's positive. Uh, the second aspect, I think, if we're trying to look at the gender component of the program, um, is uh, the, the point that uh, the, target, the target beneficiaries are housewives, and uh, that means that uh, uh, you know, we can look at what the, the aim. One of the aims of this pro- program is to recognize uh, housework, um, the value of housework. So, you know, if you if you look in a sense of uh, at a couple where whereby perhaps the husband's working and, and the wife is not, um, uh, without this program, uh, the person accumulating the benefits, uh, economic benefits, would primarily be the uh, person working with an EPF account. Uh, and uh, that person would then have uh, that savings for the future. So with this, with a program like this, uh, uh, on the benefits of, of the, is of course the housewife would also uh, be able to have some sort of savings uh, for the future and not be entirely dependent on the uh, the, the husband. So, Ren Chong, uh, you know, from your work at the Women's Aid Organization, are, are you seeing um, you know, enough support from the husbands towards this measure? Because I recall in the lead-up to GE14, I attended this drama, and when the uh, YB then announced that this was part of their manifesto, the crowd responded with pin-drop silence, though. Are you seeing a warming-up from the uh, male stakeholders in this program? I think it's quite hard to judge uh, uh, the overall response to such a program. Um, I don't think we'll, uh, anyone would have uh, uh, any issue with the first phase, which just involves uh, uh, cash transfer from the government to um, the, the, uh, the target, uh, target community. Um, but you know, perhaps the issue is then with phase that the future phase, phase two and phase three of the program, that involves um, a transfer of the two percent of the um, uh, husband's EPF uh, towards uh, the, the wife. I think that the key point here is, you know, do we, how much do we value housework? Do husbands see, uh, recognize that, you know, all the work that's being done at home 
uh, surely that's worth more than 2% uh, of, the, of, of, of his EPF plus the 50 ringgit of the government. I and mean, it's just a fraction of the value of the true value of housework. So I think in terms of fairness, uh, in terms of equity, equality, uh, the, the program is only just uh, a nudge in the right direction. If we were to truly value housework to, to what it's really worth, I think that's you know much more than, than 2% plus the 50 ringgit. Good point, Ren Chong. Uh, so what challenges, though, do you foresee in uh, the implementation for the EPF of housewives policy? Do you see some issues when it comes on board? Mm, I, I mean, I think the only, uh, if you could think of um, uh, perhaps criticisms of, or, or uh, things that need to be considered further in terms of the law, um, of course, one, the first is uh, the amount. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, you could argue 50 ringgit is it too low. Uh, but of course, you have to take that into account in terms of the overall government budget, uh, uh, holistically, not just on this program. So, you know, I think further debate could be taken to the, the amount, whether that increases over time, whether 50 ringgit is really too little or, or, or not. That's one, one issue. Uh, the second issue, I think, is really, uh, the, 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 um, uh, is the government, uh, through this uh, uh, overall very good program, uh, somehow signaling or uh, incentivizing um, uh, gender roles, and, and what I mean by this is, imagine a couple whereby you know one person uh, had to work and one person uh, uh, would sort of be the homemaker. And if the government only provides an incentive when the housewife, the woman, is the person who stays at home, uh, is the government then sort of singling or maybe incentivizing even uh, the couple to make a choice whereby? The, the, the woman would be the one to stay at home. But any of these are just sort of uh, things to think about. I don't think it's, uh, 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 I don't think it's, it's, there are major issues uh, uh, that, that need to be uh, super concerned about, that we need to be super concerned about now. It's just some issues that the government may wish to think about uh, moving forward. Sure, and of course, we'll be mindful of that as this conversation uh, progresses as well. Now, so we have today the ICE program kicking off. Now, I mean, it's one thing for the government to have this initiative in place, but there's got to be enough of a pickup rate from these housewives, right? So in terms of what the Women's Aid Organization is doing, how much uh, effort are you guys going about uh, uh, taking on to make sure that those stakeholders are aware of such an uh, of such an initiative? Well, from our point, the, our main beneficiaries are uh, domestic violence survivors and other survivors of uh, uh, violence against women. So those are our main sort of service beneficiaries. And in, in, um, of course, we definitely would um, uh, highlight to them uh, all relevant government programs, not, not just uh, th- this new program. But of course, we also uh, conduct a number of uh, public awareness. I think not just WAO, but any, any NGO community group would conduct a number of uh, public awareness um, uh, initiatives, talks, um, media engagements, and so on. And I think definitely NGOs, uh, you know, should should uh, be aware of all the programs that are out there, and and also uh, make an effort to ensure that their beneficiaries or their target audience are, are also aware of it. But I think the the of course the main um, uh, response, the body with the main responsibility, of course, is, is the government, and it seems like they are doing a good job in terms of making sure that people are aware of the. Suri, the ISURI program. Uh, so, you know, I, I think uh, especially the first phase where we have a very targeted set of people who are already in a government database, the ECASE database, I don't think outreach will be a big problem, at least for phase one. 
Well, Ren Chong, as we approach the 100-day mark of the Pakatan Harapan in government, how do you view the track record of the new government when it comes to addressing issues faced by Malaysian women? Ah, okay. I think there are um, uh, two ways to look at it. So the first, well, well, two questions we can ask. The first question is, what has the government done so far? Uh, And the second question is, what have they either committed to doing uh, in the future or signaled to us that they will be doing uh, in the near future? So those are the two kind of questions. And I think uh, when looking at these two areas, we need to ask ourselves, to what standard are we uh, or to what, what criteria are we holding the government? And, and you could think of, okay, one, maybe you could think of, are they better than the previous regime? That's, you know, uh, but then I think that's quite a low standard um, that, 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 uh, uh, to, to hold. So I think a better standard would be to look at the manifesto and say, okay, here's what the government has promised, and oh, here's what Pakistan Harapan has promised, and, whether they, and to see whether they have delivered that uh, now, either already in the 100 days, or if they've sort of committed to or signaled, signaled to the people that they will look into that, the, those issues in, uh, in the following years, months and years. So if we look at what the government has already done, uh, I think um, uh, this, it's, it's a, a mixed bag. I think overall, you know, if you say, is it better than before? I think definitely, uh, probably yes. Uh, but then uh, have they sort of lived up to their manifesto? I think it's, uh, it's a bit uh, difficult to, to definitely say yes or no at the moment. So we can look at some examples. I think the biggest example in everyone's mind is the issue of child marriage. And uh, the response here, I would say, uh, I think the government has gotten uh, from different quarters, uh, either a very positive, very negative uh, um, uh, uh, response. Uh, the pos- I think the, the, probably the positive is that, okay, you know, at least the government has committed uh, to uh, the idea of 18 as a minimum. For, for marriage, and that in fact was in their manifesto. So currently, as you know, um, children, um, uh, you know, as early as 11 years old, uh, as the recent case has demonstrated, can can get married in Malaysia give, if they meet if they sort of get the uh, permission from various uh, uh, state agencies, uh, government agencies. So at least governments signal that okay, look, you know, we're committed to make it 18. Uh, but th- there's also been some, uh, I guess, dissatisfaction in the sense that the response was not firm. Um, they, uh, I think a lot of people, including ourselves, think that the government could do, could still do more to, uh, you know, help the, ensure the welfare of this child is is, uh, uh, is taken care of. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's not just one child. This is just one yeah. case that is very uh, popular, very um, uh, uh, in the media. But you know, there's there are. Uh, hundreds of these cases every year. Right, Rinchong. Uh, so with the little time that we have left, now what more would you add on to that list than beyond the issue of child marriage, beyond the uh, social welfare of uh, housewives? What more would you like to add that may not be already include, uh, included in the Pakatan Harapan Manifesto? Well, well, one thing that the uh, uh, government, I think, must do in the next, this week, actually, uh, to, to show that they're serious about uh, meeting the, the manifesto, the, the uh, commitments, is the issue of parliamentary select committee. So currently, the, uh, there's a selection committee in, in parliament, which consists of Dato Sri, Dato Wan Aziza, and a number of other uh, MPs, and they are in charge of forming select committees in parliament, uh, which is groups of MPs that will focus on specific issues. So, uh, you know, uh, in the manifesto, there are so many commitments on related to women's rights, including a, a holistic uh, a review of the legal system to promote women's women's rights, uh, ensuring the legal system protects women's legal rights. And so these are all very broad things, and, and there's a lot. 
So if the government's serious about addressing all these issues and they want to show that they're serious about addressing these issues, uh, one of the, uh, they've already sort of fell short on the 30% uh, uh, cabinet uh, uh, demand. So the next step, opportunity for them is to show that, look, we're serious about it and we're going to form a parliamentary select committee on gender equality uh, uh, so that we can, we can sort of look at all these law reforms that are needed in, uh, holistically uh, and comprehensively. And I'm sure that you guys will continue to keep the government in check. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your insights with us. That was Yu Ren Chong, Advocacy Manager for the Women's Aid Organization. Coming up in just a bit, we'll take a look at the local business headlines. So stay tuned right here to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.